The Word of God speaks of the last days in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses, and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Verse 7 reads, Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This passage so typifies today's popular academic and sociological culture. Man's studious efforts consistently bring him to the actual door of truth, the ultimate revelation, but he is unwilling and therefore unable to open that door. He consistently trips over the obvious facts. The answer to his question sits like the rhetorical elephant in the room that everyone walks and works around, yet at the same time denies its presence. The answer to all of life's questions and problems is not a mathematical formula nor a political or economic solution, but rather the answer is found in a person. That person is Jesus Christ, by whom God created the universe. Are you looking for answers? Seek Jesus Christ while he may be found. Click on the Further with Jesus on this website for a formal and immediate introduction to the Lord of glory. Now for today's subject. God said, Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven." Man said, we don't need God. We have the answers to all of life's questions. Now the record. The word of God is astonishing, and that statement is a serious understatement. All the world's problems find solutions between its front and back covers. Christians are ridiculed in secular universities as uneducated and simple-minded due to their insistence that Jesus Christ is the answer to all of life's ills. Conversely, according to the University of Righteousness, the simple-minded and uneducated are those who haven't come to the conclusion that Jesus is the solution. Science is spending huge sums of cash and resources to discover the unifying source of the universe. Einstein spent the last 30 years of his life attempting to construct a unified field theory commonly known today as a theory of everything that would explain how the universe works. Einstein compared it to reading the mind of God. His assessment, as you will see, was accurate. Science is looking for the theory of everything, which explains how the universe works. 
A British physicist, Peter Higgs, demonstrated how a hypothetical field could solve the mystery of why matter has mass. The particle related to this hypothetical field is known as the Higgs boson. The Higgs boson that Peter Higgs introduced in the 1960s has never been seen by science. A feature article dealing with the Higgs boson was published in Discovery in its July 2005 issue under the title, Catch Me If You Can, with the subhead, after spending decades and billions of dollars searching for the Higgs boson particle, physicists will soon find out if it was all just wishful thinking. The following excerpts are from that feature. The most powerful particle accelerator in the world is the uh, Tevatron, a ring-shaped stainless steel corridor four miles long that can smash together atomic fragments moving at more than 99.99% the speed of light. This grand device is the centerpiece of Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory, 45 miles west of Chicago, where scientists work around the clock to track the collisions. All of that requires a leap of faith. The Tevatron is mostly invisible, buried a couple dozen feet beneath the windswept prairie. I drove to Fermilab on a blustery winter day to learn about a subatomic phantom called the Higgs boson. The Higgs also requires a leap of faith because so far it is entirely hypothetical. Some physicists are counting on it to help solve the most intractable riddles in their profession. It might, for instance, explain the preponderance of matter over antimatter in the cosmos. Or it might yield a formula that would unite gravity with the three other fundamental forces into a long-sought theory of everything. Above all, the Higgs could be the emissary of a ubiquitous force field that confers mass on matter. It could answer a huge question. Why does matter weigh something instead of nothing? End of quote. Presently, the most powerful particle accelerator on the planet is the Tevatron located in Chicago. But Goliath is on the way. Concerning Higgs and particle colliders, the article continues. The Higgs field, the standard model, and our picture of how God made the universe depends on finding the Higgs boson, wrote Nobel laureate Leon Letterman in his 1993 book, The God Particle. His book championed the superconducting supercollider, the $10 billion accelerator he had designed to nab the Higgs. Because it is thought to be the most massive of all elementary particles, the Higgs boson would show up only in ultra-high energy collisions. The super colliders, particle beams, would have collided at 20 times the energy of Tevatrons. But soon after the God particle was published, Congress pulled the plug on the project. That was the first of several heartbreaks for Higgs seekers. The next came at the Large Electron-Positron, or LEP, collider, a 17-mile-long particle smasher on the Franco-Swiss border at the European Center for Nuclear Research called CERN for short. In August 2000, after a decade of collisions at gradually escalating energies, the collider team saw data that hinted at the presence of the Higgs. We were sure we were going to find the Higgs particle says experimental physicist Christopher Tully of Princeton University, who leads the CERN search. It was a very dramatic moment. Unfortunately, the LEP collider was shut down for good in November 2000 to make way for the $2.5 billion Large Hadron Collider scheduled to come online in 2007. The LHC will be supported by 5,000 physicists and 500 research institutes around the world. It will hurl particles with seven times the energy of the Tevatron. 
The LHC discovery of the Higgs is guaranteed if it exists, says experimental physicist Sion Choi of Fermilab. That qualifier typifies the phenomenon I call Higgs hedging. Experts can make any number of claims for the Higgs as long as its existence remains in question. They disagree on whether it is an indivisible entity or a composite of more familiar particles. They argue about whether there is just one kind of Higgs or five. Harvard University physicist Sheldon Glasshow has called the Higgs boson a commode down which all theoretical inconsistencies are flushed, end of quote. The word of God says ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Science is looking for the theory of everything, for the formula or the explanation of everything. Surely there is such a truth. The theory that they seek is not a theory at all, but a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the explanation of everything. He is the center of the universe. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 reads, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. All things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, were spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by Jesus Christ. Everything revolves around Christ. Consider that every thought and deed revolves around Christ. Every good and righteous thought is pro-Christ, and every bad and unrighteous thought is simply anti-Christ. Every thought revolves around Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not only the center of our molecular structure, the reason for all things visible and invisible, and the center for uh, any thought or deed, but also he is the source of all salvation. Acts chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Einstein spent his last 30 years trying to uncover the theory of everything. There is an explanation for everything, and his name is Jesus. Einstein, in his search for the theory of everything, said that such a theory would be akin to reading the mind of God. He was correct. God said, Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father. Then in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Man said, we don't need God. We have the answers to all of life's questions. Now you have the record.